This podcast is brought to you by Native Co. Gallery, an indigenous-owned business. They offer turquoise jewelry, beadwork, pottery, and Pendleton. You can also shop jewelry and Pendleton on their website at www.nativecogallery.com or in-store at 516 West 12th, Ada, Oklahoma. And let them know Russ from Okie Podcast sent you. This episode of Okie Podcast is brought to you by Southwest Trading Company. If you've not been to Southwest Trading Company, please go do that right now or after this podcast. But the location for Southwest Trading Company is 1306 East 11th Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Southwest Trading Company has so many items from so many different artists like jewelry, art, blankets, cedar boxes, clothing, collectibles. You name it, they got it. So why not shop at Southwest Trading Company? Go like the Facebook page, follow the Facebook page. To keep up with all new events coming out the store and items. And once again, that location is 1306 East 11th Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Go check them out and let them know Russ from Okie Podcast sent you. Welcome back to Okie Podcast. On this episode, I have a very special guest. He is an actor, filmmaker, writer, and creator, coordinator of Indie Showcase. I have Lissandro Boccacci on today. Yeah, you nailed it. I nailed it. Congratulations. I got it. (laughs) Good to be here. Thanks for coming, man. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, not a problem. Yeah. I mean... um, Very welcoming. Thank you. Well, I mean... I've 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 done some research on you and I looked at your IMDb and I mean you've done a lot of things you know and then to top it off you know you started the indie showcase and that's where I kind of saw more of the things that you started doing in the community and so I kind of I thought it would be great to just have you on to you know kind of tell about yourself and what kind of made that happen and then like you know the the career of getting into filming and making them and writing and everything and so i mean we're just gonna talk it out and have a good time man but Mm -hmm. you know uh, absolutely and now i was kind of reading and it said that you moved here Mm -hmm. from is it argentina yeah um so yeah it was my parents are from there and they're their parents are as well mm-hmm. and um i was born there and it was i was only just a year old when they moved to the states they first moved to miami where mm-hmm. i had you know spent my childhood and then moved here to tulsa in like third grade mm-hmm. and i've basically been here ever since and i guess somewhere in between we did a trip to europe for a year and, we, and i spent like a year going to school there oh really so that was pretty like when you're a kid you don't know what the heck's going on you're just following your parents around through the airport and stuff, being on a plane, and next thing you know, you're in a different country. It was a cool experience, but at the time, I was like, it was just so much, mm-hmm. for sure. But 
I definitely looking back grateful for that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, third grade, Tulsa. I consider myself a, a Tulsa, even though I wasn't born here. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, I'm 37, so third grade. You know. Third grade to now. Yeah. Yeah. I've been here quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a Tulsa. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. I don't even have an accent. You know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people meet me and they're like, "Oh, you're from a different country." You know. But it's like I am, but I'm really from here. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I feel like I've been plucked out of where I I was, where I was, and I just was dropped here, like miraculously, mm-hmm. here to share my gifts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then you went to Union, correct? I went to Union. Yeah. Yeah. First time uh, my Union experience was Jarman Elementary, which, funny enough, uh, <laughs> a feature film that I got to be a part of was was filmed there mm-hmm. uh, later in my life. Not as a, not as an elementary guy, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. So it's weird. Almost every place and spot I've been in Tulsa, there's been like a scene filmed or something. It's been cr- pretty crazy. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, Jarman Elementary, uh, middle school, Union Middle School, high school. Then I went to TCC Community College. Uh, at the time, I didn't want to <coughs> really go to college. Mm-hmm. I actually, when we were handed the ACTs at high school and we were all supposed to get in line to do it, I actually just threw mine away and went home because I, I didn't, I had no interest. And my, I've always been interested in being a filmmaker, like ever since I was born, mm-hmm. <laughs> ever since I could be conscious of, of what I wanted, you know, and, and nobody was going to get in the way of that. It was probably around six or so and, uh, you know, had a VH S camera it was my dad's and my brother actually introduced it to me because he was playing with it and then I started playing with it and then ever since yeah just been a filmmaker really yeah but I, I but I've never been a business filmmaker like I don't have a studio mm-hmm. I don't know business it's always just like me as an artist as a filmmaker like singular they call it a India tour and so I'm just a, you know, like an author of, of film and video, mm-hmm. but I do art and writing and stuff. So I don't just do film. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you like paint, draw. Yeah. Yeah. Really? I, I apply and I apply all that to my filmmaking too. Mm-hmm. So I, I take very careful detail about everything when I do a film. And I had a friend filmmaker actually comment on the texture of the films that when they see my pro my projects they they can see a certain texture to them because i i put a lot of detail in every little background bit and costume bit even the lines and everything just Mm -hmm. the angles i I go through the trouble of storyboarding because i love to draw when i was a kid i used to draw faces like really realistic and people were like amazed by that so uh, at that point People were always like, oh, you have a gift. You're gifted. But they said that about my brothers, too, which I guess in a way we were all gifted in our own ways. I had the – people said I had the eye because mm, mm-hmm. I, I, I take really good photographs. And so, yeah. So the gifts were there, and our mom pretty much instilled it in us that to not uh, pursue your gifts and not let them unfold – is like a smack in God's face 
because he's the one that gave them to you. So it's like your job to like like let the gifts mature and, and like for you to take care of them and stuff mm. for them to, to flourish mm-hmm. for others because you, you bring something to them otherwise they wouldn't have experienced so that's where that comes from mm-hmm. so it's like obsession to to please a, a creator you know so it kind of gives you purpose as an artist too true true but yeah union <laughs> yeah <laughs> I was going to ask you, do you remember, uh, like you said, all the way from six is when you got that camera. Do you remember, like, what you would film? or? Well, what's interesting is my dad, uh-huh. um, he would start filming my brother's um, soccer games. Mm-hmm. Even uh, in Miami, we went through a hurricane, and he filmed that. And so I was just watching him, like, oh, he's filming stuff. Look at him film. That's cool. Uh-huh. I don't want to do that. And so then my brother started playing with it, and so we would watch what he would film, and he would act like it's a spaceship, and he would, like, fly around with it in the room. Nice. And, you know, whatever. <laughs> and I would just kind of, like, run alongside him. And, um, well, anyways, yeah. Um, that's how I got hooked. And uh, since I was the youngest out of the, th- out of the three of us, anytime my oldest brother was experiencing something I in some way was also getting to experience it or my other brother. So in a way I got like, as a, as the youngest, I got like a, a better introduction to things versus waiting till I was older, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I got a good opportunity to, to be introduced to things younger. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of, I got lucky being the youngest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I still have that camera too. Do you? Yeah, I kept it because it means that much to me. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't work. What kind is it? <sighs> I don't remember the brand, but it's one of those VHS, yeah. uh, like old school, like home. Is it big, like a giant? Yeah, it's like it's meant for a shoulder type of thing. Oh, really? It's got like a, like almost like a, like a handle, like you would carry it, you know? Mm-hmm. It look, you know, as a kid, that camera looks like a cinematic camera because when you're small and tiny and you're holding it, mm-hmm. You feel like you're holding a giant film camera. If you feel like pretend like you're, you know, you're there. So we, it just felt good to pretend to be a, a filmmaker and like making movies mm-hmm. and stuff. And I went as far as doing um, like stop motion, which nice. was really difficult. Yeah, doing it with cameras because you have to like rewind and stop at a certain point. And I, I don't even remember how I did it, but I've always had a camera, and I went through the process of like. Every time a prosumer camera came out, like the as the ages, the years went by, the cameras like evolved for the for the consumer. Mm-hmm. I actually got into uh, what's it called? I'm trying to remember the name of it. But there's a magazine that would publish all the coolest like prosumer cameras, right? Like I remember like three CCD chips became like a cool thing. Like things were changing, and so professionals like the professional level quality was becoming a thing for consumers. For me, I was like, oh, this is it. My introductory to try, try to make films on my own at a higher quality. Um, so like throughout my youth, I kind of got to experience the revolution of camera changes up to the point where we are now, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. And recently a Kodak released uh, an eight millimeter film slash digital camera with a screen. So you can really? film and do film 
I'm not sure how it all works. I think it's got a memory card too, mm-hmm. where it, it has a digital aspect to it. Some people say it's overpriced for how it's built. Like, I guess it's kind of plasticky. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think I think it's worth it because it, it, the look of film, you know, and to capture it instantly like that, to have it, it's a lot. Of, it seems like a lot of fun. Yeah, especially for filmmakers. So that's a that's a goal of mine is to raise money to get one of those cameras for for to share with the community, have a little fun. That'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I mean, like, I was talking I was talking about this with uh, Jason Sunday. And how <clears throat> just like technology has just skyrocketed, right? Like from that time, and I mean, I was born in '88, and so '90, I was a '90s kid, and still we had like the. I mean, the camcorders became a little smaller, but throughout the years, I mean, it's just been just been advancements through that. And now, I mean, I was talking to him, and it's like, you know, we talked about earlier about just maybe not having a gear or something right like just um trying to do things on your own and i mean now it's like if you wanted to you could probably make a phone on you could probably make a movie on your phone with like the cameras that are on your phones and so i mean he had the 15 i think the iphone 15 and man it was he was showing me the camera on it and i was like golly man that's a that's some that's really good like you put in 4k and you put in 60 frames and i mean it's like slow everything down if you want and mm-hmm. put it in 24 and it's like whoa i mean yeah the tools are there it just it just comes down to the artist yeah there's, there's really no excuse always really i mean there, there's actually uh i was reading in poetics it was a while back ago and uh, i don't know if if i read it right but it's like it talks about how when the tools are more available to the masses mm-hmm. like there's more shit out there there's a clutter of like there's a lot of crap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> out there. Yeah. So I don't know if we're experiencing that as well as filmmakers. Just a lot of just crap that gets out there. Mm-hmm. Gets kind of cluttered. I, I feel like I feel like a lot of people feel that way. There's a lot of a lot of a lot of content now. There is. There's a lot of clutter and Yeah. There's so many film festivals. Mm-hmm. Which is insane. I would never thought twenty years ago that there'd be that much access to that many film festivals. It's pretty crazy. But then there's the bad one. There's the good. Yeah. There's so much good too. So can't forget about that. How many do you, so I'm not really into like the film festivals, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I would like to be, but I don't know too much about them. And so when you talk about how there's so many, like how many are there? I mean, I don't even know. Like, I mean, there's so many, there's like different tiers, uh-huh. like different level of like of the quality of the festival and the experience and what you get from, from it, right? Mm-hmm. So I guess a lot of new people will be okay with going to the smaller local festivals to experience it and to be like, oh, look, I got something. All right, look at me. And it, it helps. Mm-hmm. It helps because when you really don't have a connection to the industry, and you're figuring it out by yourself, having that happen to you is a super boost. Mm-hmm. So I get it. But at the end of the day, you know, uh, I think it was Denzel or somebody said, you know, you can work hard and get nowhere, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's important to, like, the work you do, you know, gets you somewhere. You know, don't, don't let it just, don't just spin your wheels. 
you know, like have it advance you some, mm-hmm. you know, let, let it get you somewhere or else, you know, at that, you know, if you're not, you, you have to re-strategize. You got to mm-hmm. rethink your strategy, how to reach people and whatnot. So in, for the Indie Showcase, I guess that's what it, that's what that is for me. I had to re-strategize as a filmmaker how like how do I need to grow? How, like what what do I what can I do versus like what can somebody do for me? You know. So yeah, I I just took the initiative. I felt there's a bit of lacking in the community for people like me who mm-hmm. are kind of like struggling as a as a filmmaker with with no like I said I don't have a studio I don't you know I'm just an artist and there's a lot of us that are that are just doing it as a singular artist you mm-hmm. know. But that's how we do it. We we do this. We we, you know, as an India tour, you basically do everything. You plan everything, and then you bring people to the table. You know, I guess it doesn't have to be that way. But when you're starting, it kind of has to be that way, right? Because there's nobody knows who you are, and you kind of have to prove to people, hey, like, you know, hey, he knows what he's doing, you know. And then once the, <laughs> you just have to hope that by the end of the day, what you produce, really does wow people. Because if you don't, you're, you're going to lose them. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're going to lose. They're going to feel disappointed, and that's I've been there. And it's it's really, as an artist, it's pretty heartbreaking. Because you you do you do all this work, and they're just like, man, you know, I just I just thought it'd be better. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I never I never oversell what I'm doing. Like when I work with people, they know it's from a zero budget thing. And I never promise them anything, you know. I never promise them money or anything. So I never have a an argument or anything. Um, if I had an argument, it's because somebody wanted money, and I told them, "Well, I can't do it." And then, you know, they can no longer work. We can't work together, and so they they go away, which is no problem, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but that's why I, that's why I'm right now. I'm I'm obsessed with with getting to the point of of having either my own company. A studio or or working with somebody who has one where I can uh, realize these film projects bring them to life and bring the jobs you know because that's that's what you end up doing as a filmmaker as a, a real professional that's what you end up doing mm-hmm. so that's an aspect I'm I'm getting myself prepared for yeah getting very serious yeah <laughs> yeah when did uh indie showcase start September of this year well technically it started years ago. Mm-hmm. I did it one time. Um, it was supposed to be a showcase of many talents, and the film aspect was my talent that I was bringing. Mm-hmm. I was just going to screen like a couple of short films, and then uh, the guy who was doing the event said he didn't want to do it anymore or something. He couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I was kind of like I I had planned for it, and I had invited people and did so much work that I was like, well, what if we just did a film night, you know, instead of this a talent show. And so it ended up being a movie night and that's kind of where it was born. It was the indie showcase and I started, I did a pitch for it. Um, it was at the library. They were doing this thing where they invited people to talk about their ideas like publicly. And it was, it was kind of like a Ted talk you know, mm-hmm. in a way. And so I did that and presented the Indie Showcase. And that was like a couple of years back. Um, and then I I couldn't really, I couldn't figure out how to get it off the ground. 
I tried to figure out, you know, how to get sponsors and stuff. And then finally, I guess this year in September, I was in a position to do it on my own, you know, without, I had a pretty good job on a, on a TV show. So mm-hmm. I was able to use what I was doing from that, you know. What TV show was that? So it was like this really tiny show. It was a spinoff mm-hmm. of uh, the first 48. And do you know what that is? Have you heard That's of it? That's like a the crime. Crime, crop crime. drama. Mm-hmm. True crime. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know Tulsa had stories and, and scenes and, you know, episodes. Mm-hmm. And so this kind of spinoff show called After the First 48 was mm, okay. doing uh, follow-ups and interviews with, like, some of the detectives and, I guess, just looking back with the families and stuff. And so I got to be a part of that team as a as a PA, a production assistant, and mm-hmm. did that for about a year uh, and started o- October last year doing that. And I guess, uh, funny enough, October was, like, the last time I, I did a thing with them, and I haven't worked with them since. But I was... Weirdly enough, in the back of my head was, well, this job isn't like a secure job. At some point, it's going to end, mm-hmm. and I got to figure something out. So, I have the writing, and I I still do freelance like PA stuff here and there. But the um, the showcase for me could be my main like job for the, like for the rest of my life. Yeah. So, and I'm okay with that because mm-hmm. I get to do what I love. So, yeah. Totally okay with that. Yeah, it allows you that freedom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I'm happy, mm-hmm. right? And so, to me, that's what counts. So I feel like I'm if I I feel like feel like if I'm, what I'm doing is good for others and myself, then and and things are working out. There doesn't seem to be a lot of obstacles. Sometimes I feel like there are, but uh, they they don't they're not unsurmountable. You know. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they're tests in a way. Maybe from the universe. Yeah. Like, is he serious about this? Let's yeah. Th- let's throw a roadblock. Yeah. <laughs> then you gotta like figure it out. Yep. It always happens like that. I mean, that's why it's like I look at the stuff at like when bad things happen out of my control, like I have no control over it. Yeah. And I just have to get through it and push through whatever it is in order to keep doing what I have to do to if it's the podcast, if it's media, if it's comment, if it's anything I'm doing, I mean, and there's a roadblock that, I mean, I have to just push through it and bust through it. I mean, mm-hmm. there's no, there's no, Oh man, there's no fail. There's no quit in me. It's like, I just have to find a way to make it work and happen. And so, I mean, and yep. that's, that's what happened. Like the universe is strange like that. It's like, it'll really test you It'll really break you down to where you really, really have to think about, I'm serious about what I'm doing and you're not even going to stop me. You know, I mean, that's just, that's true. Yeah. And I'm learning too, that, uh, there's, I heard someone else say this, that new levels bring new devils. That's mm-hmm. what I hear. Yeah. And I've kind of experienced it recently and I'm trying to be really like cutthroat about who I let into my circle mm-hmm. and who I allow to like disturb my peace you know, not allow mm-hmm. better said. So I'm, I'm like full, I'm full on warrior mode, even though I may not seem like it. Yeah. <laughs> I got full armor. Yeah. 
Um, That's yeah, true. I'm very focused. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've had you know failures in the past because I think I've I've allowed myself to let others run me over. You know, and you just kind of like, like, like that's, you know, when it all falls apart, you're just kind of, I don't know, you get in a weird place. But yeah, I think I think I have enough experience to, to to keep juggling things and and keep it going. Yeah, I feel I feel good about it. Mm-hmm. What did you say? New levels bring new devils. Is mm-hmm. that what you said? Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's true too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, people can be. Your biggest, they can lie to you right in your face, you know. <laughs> they can, okay. Yeah, they could congratulate you and wish something bad on you behind your back. So, yeah. I mean, it's always like, yeah, I mean, that's what I try. I just start my, my business and stay in my own lane and yeah. just do what I do. I mean, I'm not, right. I mean, it's just, it gets complicated. People can make things very complicated. I think, I think, uh, there's definitely a struggle to, break out as a as an artist who's like trying to be in front of the masses you know Mm -hmm. i think there's a real struggle to break out of the mold of what people think of you Mm -hmm. you know because they're always gonna think like nah this guy nah he's one of us Mm -hmm. you know or whatever like you know what's so special about him you know you know he's he's you know he's among us (laughs) yeah but you know that is true our artists the the ones that shine are the ones who are like working like endlessly behind closed doors, like an entrepreneur, right? Mm-hmm. No one sees it, but the the payoff is what you see publicly, right? You see like all the stuff that you see I'm doing is just so much hard work. Mm-hmm. I don't think people realize, you know, they don't realize at all. Yeah, yeah. They sh- they show up to the event. And, have no idea <laughs> yeah yeah they don't know what you put into that event yeah. the time you put in the sacrifices and everything that goes into that those events that you do man and it, it, it looks it, i guess i i try to make it look easy mm-hmm. you know i don't try but you, you definitely want an air of like i'm still not tired i can keep going which mm-hmm. is true i'm not i feel good i feel good i just I, I don't I don't see myself stopping for at least another year, mm-hmm. so I feel that confident about it. Yeah, I, I just hope that more people jump on the on the train. You know, more sponsors and stuff like that. That the actual Oklahoma or the Tulsa Film Office gets behind it would be cool. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, and then well, you said it well. A couple of years ago, it started. Right, was it a couple of years ago? Mm-hmm. Maybe, yeah. And then, but fully on. I mean, when did you say September? Really fully on, yeah. September. I just, just, just decided in the same place or different places around. Different places, yeah. Okay. Um. So the first time I did it was at She Theater, but this time around, um, we did it at the Gypsy Coffee House. We mm. did it at Starlight. Um. It's over there, like on Route sixty six, mm-hmm. right? and they're actually the, I think they were the first ones to do it, and they're actually really cool because they have, like, they have a bar, but then they have a door that that you go through, right, and it takes you to like basically a, a movie room. Really, so it's nice, yeah. Um, oh. And it's a little stage for like a little live performance, so it's perfect for hmm. for a thing like what I'm doing. 
Uh, unfortunately, though, we only did it once. It'd be, it'd be good to do it again there. Um, and then the Hunt Club, we did we did it there. They loved it. What's funny is first they had like no idea what it was, but they they were like, yeah, come do it. <laughs> <laughs> and after it, they're like, oh, this is what this is. Okay, this is cool. Let's let's just do this again. So at some point, we're gonna do it again there. Um, but Gypsy House has been the most comfortable for us, and and just it's just a good spot for us. And so we decided to go full on every Monday there. Mm-hmm. Um, and until this becomes a full on festival, I probably won't be branching out to other places yet, but other places we're thinking about is, um, spotlight theater, um, which would be cool to do there. Um, circle cinema, um, and you know, other small theater venue type places that mm-hmm. we can find. And do the festival, like, you know, have, do what I do, which is I just cycle through short films every month, you know. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. We celebrate, have have a good time. Yeah. <laughs> and is that what, in Digi Showcase is? Yeah. 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 Indie Showcase, and then, there, there's actually several, on Film Freeway, there's several Indie Showcase festivals. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> I I just went ahead and called it Lissandra Boccacci's Indie Showcase. Oh, okay. Because it's the only way to differentiate it, really. Uh, I, and I didn't want to limit it to Tulsa because it's it's much more than that. Yeah. But the fact it started here, and you know, if you're a Tulsa filmmaker, it's it's always going to be free for them to submit versus other people from out of state. You know, mm-hmm. they have that advantage, home advantage. Yeah. Home team. <laughs> Nine one eight. Um, that's crazy. You've been so it's been sub, been since September, September, and it's every Monday. Every Monday now, yeah. Every Monday. Has it? It wasn't like that in September though. Not, not oh, okay. But we did a lot. We the like first September we did like almost every weekend we had an event, and then October we had just one main event like Halloween special. Oh really? And then after that. We had like more of a series of events again, you know, in different locations. And then uh, this time around, it's more organized. So it's like every Monday, right? Mm. And then the special night for us is a 30th, which is at Go uh, Theater, Go Jack of All Shows. Mm-hmm. That's in BA. Yeah. And it used to be like a, like a discount movie theater mm-hmm. uh, back in the day, like in the 80s. And it like shut down for a while. Uh, funny story. When I was going to TU uh, in like 2018, 17, uh, I, t- I, I looked at a Craigslist ad for this guy looking to shoot a movie, looking for a, laid, a lead male and female. Mm-hmm. At the time, I was looking to break in, right? And so I, I took it. I went to this theater that's now Go Theater, right? And this guy, was he owned it, and he was shooting... I didn't know. It didn't specify what it was exactly, but it, it turned out to be like a basically like a B level horror titty film. Mm-hmm. And the friend that I brought was like horrified because she was going to be the lead, and she had she had no idea. I had no idea. She had no idea. So she was like, "What the hell is this shit?" And I was like, "I had no idea." And you know, uh, I was like, "I don't, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. I can't do this." So we we left. Uh, the guy, I don't know, I, you know, he just seemed 
he seemed nice. I'm sure he was a nice guy, but if you if you're in the situation, you're like, wow, what a creep, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not doing this. But I just we weren't interested. So so that was one experience I had there. It's like some the owner wanted to shoot in one of the actually wanted to shoot in one of the actual theaters that he was trying to turn into like a dungeon thing with what? chains. And she was gonna be hanging and yeah, it was gonna be like a horror torture thing. <laughs> where, where you can see titties basically throughout the whole film, what? which is like a genre. It's like a thing. Yeah, There's a market it for it. Yeah, uh, it's crazy. It's here though, like right down the road. <laughs> well, you know, people are trying to. Did it ever get made? I. That's a really <laughs> funny question. I don't. I really don't know. <laughs> but if it did, and if I was in it, I would be a legend. <laughs> so my mistake. I'm sorry, dude. That I was not part of your film. I apologize. <laughs> no, but I'm glad it's go, uh, go, Jack of all shows. They're so family friendly. They do a lot of kids shows and kids movies, um, kids parties, private parties, um, private events, corporate private events, uh, and they're they're really going full out because they're they're struggling as a theater. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, it's in a weird kind of spot. Yeah, kind of, kind of a desert kind of area. So. But I think a festival might help it, you know, if it can survive next year, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I'm hoping it will, because it's kind of like our home for the showcase. Yeah. So if we if we lose that, it'd be a bummer for sure. But we're doing uh, the 30th, a fundraiser night. It's it's basically 70 seats, so easy to sell out. 10 bucks, you go see a show where it's like all the short films plus a feature presentation, and then with a ticket, you get like a barbecue thing. So it'll be a good night. Mm-hmm. And aside from that, we I started a, a fundraiser to raise forty five hundred for the theater because that's what that's what they pay pretty much per month to keep the lights on. Mm-hmm. So I figured if we could do that one time for them, that might help. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Well, I think before he bought that store. store that theater, it was a, somebody had reopened it to a actual discount theater. Yeah. And I, I don't know how I heard about it. I think I was looking on Fandango and it said a theater and I forgot the name of it, but I said, I wonder where this is at. It's, it's discount. It's cheap. And that was around the time things were getting high. And so we went over there and we drove all around or drove up and down that part and it was Ross and it was like and then I said maybe if we turn this corner and she yeah. said no it can't be and I said well let's try it I mean we got nothing to lose so turned and sure enough that theater is right there and we looked yeah. and I said uh wow what a what a weird spot but we yeah. went in there and it was nice yeah, you know yeah. it was all fixed up and then and then later on I guess that discount theater went out of business and then Gene Gene right Barber yeah. he bought it and made it the go theater. Yeah. And so we went there a few times and it's, it was nice. I mean, they had the recliner chairs still and yeah. they had the screens and I mean, they had some new movies in there, but I just haven't been there and then kind of got busy and I just haven't been there. Yeah. And I remember talking to him about possibly creating content, right. To help, mm. I don't know, just get the word out about the yeah. theater because yeah, it's in a, it's in a weird spot. It's a weird spot, and there's an opportunity there, which I took upon myself. I took it up pretty quickly mm-hmm. to to find a home for the indie showcase there. Mm-hmm. As long as you know, if it all works out, 
I, the idea is to bring people there to the theater. Yeah. You know, and, and it helps us. So. Yeah. We'll see. It's the timing is kind of rough because, like, film freeway. It's like weird. You have to like be on there for a year before they allow you to sell tickets or something. I don't know. I gotta hmm. I gotta check with that. But right now it's like the whole thing's pending, and. But I don't. I don't have to solely rely on them. I I can figure out a different way to sell mm-hmm. tickets. I mean, Go Theater sells their own tickets. So, mm-hmm. but that's how we did it last time. Um, but unfortunately, like the only people that showed up were like everybody who was part of the show. So all the readers who came to read the script, which is like twelve plus plus, uh, the talents they're doing their performances and. You know, the panel discussion, there was like seven people who worked on Killers. So there were a lot of people that came, mm-hmm. but we only sold like four tickets. Really? <laughs> yeah. So it was like, man. So Gene was like, you know, great pat, pat in the back, great job, but we kind of failed him. Mm-hmm. You know, he's still like, he's still struggling. He's still, yeah. you know, we, we had our thing and it barely made a blimp. You know, we, we, we were successful in that we created an event, you know, and we, we were able to get attention through the news and brought them to the theater. And that aspect, we, we were successful, you know, and we had our own struggles. The, the, the projector itself didn't want to work that night for some mm. reason. Mm-hmm. And so we, we figured out quickly how to, I actually had a projector with me that I brought with me, uh, as part of my spiel as a India tour, I, I had this promotion where I, like if you see me on posters, it's me holding a suitcase, walking around, and in that suitcase I have a projector, mm-hmm. and so that's my whole spiel. It's like, you know, I do shows and I go around with this suitcase, so I had it with me, mm-hmm. and I use it as my backup to be able to do the show, so it worked out. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm actually gonna try to do a radio spot this time mm-hmm. and promote it and see if people come out. I think with barbecue in in play, I think people will. So you're going to make barbecue? Yeah. Is that the... Not make it, but we'll team up with the restaurant. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you guys were going to have to grill out there. Hopefully it's not too late because you know, we've been planning this, but uh, after this, this is like the last thing in my calendar that I have to do before I can really focus back on it. Mm-hmm. So once I focus back on it, I can start really planning it out and, and getting it ready for the 30th. Yeah. Because we're, yeah. we're halfway through the month. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's already almost the 30th, bro. It's crazy, dude. Yeah. I mean... I like what Gene has done with that place. And yeah, well, yeah, going back to the content creation, like, see, that was when, like, comedy shows were happening. Or they still are, I guess. Are mm-hmm. they? Yeah. Big but, time. but I mean, my schedule was so crazy. Because I told him, I said, man, like, I'm down to do that. And, but I didn't know, like, I didn't know how things were with the whole situation. But regarding that, it was like, well, I got... I got to commentate every Friday and I know shows on Friday and I have to travel with the team and go wherever they go. And then Tuesdays and Wednesdays, I'm usually in our language and culture classes. So I'm helping with that. And I mean, really Mondays and Thursdays are like pretty much podcast time. Like when I can get people over and try to make this podcast go. And so, but we had that conversation back in July, I think. And so now finally, like I shouldn't say finally, but now, you know, finally my schedule's kind of clearing up and I I'd like to go help however I can. I mean, cause I mean, it's a great, it's like we said, it's a weird 
location, but that was crazy. But uh, it's a weird, but I mean, it brings so much to the Broken Arrow. You yeah. know, it brings yeah, comedy, it comedy, movies, the indie showcase. I mean, mm-hmm. and then there's what, axe throwing? Yeah. And then yeah, there's the, um, the other. He's got like these, yeah. He's got like other uh, interactive yeah. events that you can do, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. Adds to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know. He's still still struggling. Yeah. 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 But we'll see. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I mean, because I'm kind of new to Broken Arrow still. I mean, I've been here for three years, I think. And it's really quiet. You know, it's really quiet around here. There's not much that really happens. And I think if... I mean, it's just spreading the word as much yeah, as you yeah. can. And then and then like you said, like setting a day. Like right. A specific like, day. A specific so day. Always know. Yeah. So I think I think for Go Theater it might be like the last Saturday of every month. Really? Something like that. Because, yeah, it's the thirtieth this month. Mm-hmm. So I think it's the last Saturday, I think. So yeah, we could do it that there. And then Circle Cinema, uh, I had a meeting with them. And we were talking about doing a table read, how, how I do them and how I, you know. So, uh, we, but we would do something different. We would do Academy Award winning scripts. Mm-hmm. And so we, we would do that like once a month. Like get, bring uh, actors and they, they thought it'd be a good idea for the students to come out and do it. Um, but it'd be like $5 to, to do it, I guess, you know. To read it, to read it, mm-hmm. and or just sit and watch. Yeah, either way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know about reading it, but we'll see. We'll see how that all works out because the theater needs to make money, right? Yeah. So it can't just be. Right now, go. It's free for actors to go in and do the reading, right? And I, I do readings at, um, at Magic City Book, for example, downtown, and it's like fifty bucks for the for the room for like three hours. Mm-hmm. So you know, money gets poured out into doing these things so at some point we have to figure out the whole money thing <laughs> yeah yeah so we can't uh, we I don't, I don't think we can we can't really keep doing we, we can keep doing free events but we have to introduce more events that are going to start costing you know tickets and stuff yeah yeah we have merch though coming up we just released like 60 products oh really <laughs> just like random <laughs> Bluetooth speaker, uh, I don't know, man, men's underwear, uh, all with the logo, you know, logo of the Indie Showcase. Uh-huh. Just all kinds of stuff. Uh, wireless charger, uh, Christmas ornament. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went full Walmart, you know. You got to have all your products out <laughs> with the logo. But I, I'm hoping that, because um, what I learned, so I'm an affiliate of Mesmerica. Mm-hmm. It's a show at the Tulsa Air and Space Museum at the 360 planetarium screen thing. Mm-hmm. You ever been there? No, I've been there. I heard of it. It's a cool experience. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, to watch their show, they have a s- thing for the stars that you can watch, but for Mesmerica is a thing that this like Grammy award winning musician did. And he got like all these artists from around the world to do like graphics to go along with his music. Mm-hmm. And it's made for the 360 screen, which is like really cool. Yeah. Um, hold on. I gotta have my Coke, <laughs> Coca Cola. <clears throat> um, 
But we do they so they're in Tulsa and they have like thirty other spots that they do it in, like around the nation, which mm-hmm. is cool. Um and depending how they do so right, right now they're doing really well in Tulsa. And I'm an affiliate. I get to sell tickets for the show. And if people buy them through me, they get like a 15% discount, which mm. is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I'm learning. I, I'm part of the team that sets up their merchandise. So I'm learning how to do that. So I'm like applying it to my own <laughs> to my own thing now. you know. But their, their show is cool. And they do have, they have like a table like this, two tables. Uh-huh. And then they just have like, 50 products they put out for sale so people come out of the screening they come out and they like look through and they buy stuff mm-hmm. super overpriced <laughs> yes <laughs> overpriced. <laughs> uh so like you know but it's crazy like they'll sell something for 25 bucks and like they do four screenings a night <clears throat> and there'll be like six, ten people that buy something and they'll make like 500 bucks that night mm-hmm. aside from the tickets. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, it's a crazy system. And all their, I, I like ask people like, where did you, because it sells out every night. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, my shows don't sell out at all. Only four people show up at my show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're selling out. And so I talk to people like, where did you hear about this? Instagram is where they hear about Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I might have to really push it there on there. Yeah. I mean, you got to take advantage of social media. I mean, that's what I tell people all the time. It's like your stuff will get seen because everybody's on it. Like yeah, no matter what, I mean, you got to use the right hashtags. I, I the just right, got on it. The right <laughs> topics. It's, it's it's interesting and it's hard because I had to do a lot of research on how to get my stuff actually pushed out into your the for you page the audience or whatever like because i mean you have to look at the best times to do it like Crazy. reels or like posts in general or like even tiktok i mean there's there's specific times that you have to post in order that's so crazy for your audience or to hit the right for you page yeah and so that's so crazy like with our spirit talkers like that was an experiment and i i had to look up everything and how to what to do right like because i didn't know so much went into that so I remember I did research Always and the case, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's just like, Oh yeah. You just make a video and you post it. Right. But no. So, I mean, I had to look up like the right hashtags, what time and I did it. And our first video got like a thousand views and I was like, Oh, that's tight. There you go. And I did it again on a specific time. And that one hit like 10 K. Dang. And then, so like after that, it started hitting different accounts and I would, and I think the most I got, in that first like period of like doing TikTok was like three hundred thousand views, and it yeah. it boosted our followers, and so now yeah. we're sitting at like fifty k. Yeah, t- TikTok's the hot new thing. Yeah. yeah, and that's why I say like you know if you want to do TikTok like TikTok is weird because you have to get to a thousand followers to go live, but weird. It's very. It, I mean, there's so much that you can do with it. Mm-hmm. And then like, even with the showcases, you can probably go live mm-hmm. and get to a point where people can tip you. They can give you gifts. Oh, wow. They can give you money inside that. So that's why I tell people like, you got to take advantage I, of social media. I, I need to hire a TikTok specialist to be at our events. <laughs> oh yeah. If you want, <laughs> well, you said Monday, Mondays is when I do it. Yeah. Oh, well, schedule's clear now. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I mean, but I want to make the, uh, 30th. You know, I want to yeah, I want to make that one, and is there any before that, or is that like yeah? There, there's the the one at the Gypsy 
is the next Monday coming up? Next Monday, eighteenth, I think. Nice, I think, right? <laughs> it's eighteenth, I think, and uh, so that's at the Gypsy. It's for two yeah. hours, and I just screen two hours of short films, of cool. local. Like I try to do the best. I throw some like newbies in there, you know, but I I try to throw in the ones that make make people laugh or make them like move, you know, or, or you know, whatever. One way or the other, they get affected by it, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's cool. The other night. We had people show up that I've never seen. They're complete strangers, and mm-hmm. I asked them like, "Where'd you hear about this?" And they said the they saw the the post on the Tulsa Art District on like the Facebook oh, like, yeah. page, mm-hmm. and so that's good because now I got it figured out to where I have a system where I do it there every Monday. I get like noticed a little bit of notice there from people, and I'm able to promote some of the other shows, you know, through through that system that I have in there. It's kind of kind of genius. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's it's all because of Gypsy. They're cool with it, you know. Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't charge. It's all free. And you can go any Monday and go watch it for two hours from seven. Let's see. Yeah, from seven to ten. Yeah. And before that, I like I have like a fireplace going for an hour. Really? Yeah. Just because it's cool. It's nice. Yeah. <laughs> I, I warn the people in there, too. Like, hey, in 30 minutes, we're going to be screening short films. Like, violence and <laughs> some, some are funny. And yeah. A lot of cussing. So prepare yourself. But, so, some people will leave. Yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. You know? But, uh, yeah. I think uh, with, with this strategy, it'll just keep growing. Mm-hmm. Right? So... That's the idea. Now, are these films, are they from people around here? You know, like different years? Are they recent? Or I mean... Yeah, it's crazy. It's like a mixed bag of things. Uh-huh. Um, it's really just from people that I've known over the years, just by coincidence, either from TU that I've met or TCC mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. on set. Uh, it's different levels of experience. Um, some some I go out and find because I've I've heard about it. I've heard about their short waiting at a festival. So I go out and I talk to them, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but the idea is just to have, you know, the some of the best local stuff showing available for people. Because what happens is it just, if it doesn't, like, if you don't have a strategy behind your film of getting it out there, like, what do you do? So... This is a good strategy for people like that. Yeah, they don't have to pay to do a festival, right? They just they just give it to me, and then I go out and screen it mm-hmm. uh, like four times a month. So yeah, you can't beat that. That's awesome. Yeah. So then, like, it's always the screenings, mm-hmm. table reads, mm-hmm. and then is there any more that happens with in the? Um, let's see. Well, yeah, the table reads are so fun because mm-hmm. uh, it's a whole different thing. It, it kind of gives me a chance to interact with the local actors, you know, and, and bring them together. So it's it's really cool to be able to do that. Uh, so we do that. We do, like, we have live performances to, to like, highlight local talents in that way. Mm-hmm. So not just filmmaking, but, like, comedians, uh, like, bands. Um, you know, we had an aerial act the other night. She does, like... She calls it, it's called a lollipop and it's just this stand with a circle and a performer, like an aerial act performer will like in a ballet fashion, 
like twirl around with it and stuff. It's, oh, really? It's really, it's really ele- elegant mm-hmm. in a way. So yeah, I, that's the kind of stuff that that we did at Go Theater, it, like during the intermission, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Well, I'm gonna keep doing it. It's it start. It's kind of hard to get artists to come out for the Go Theater because I I can't like pay them. So it's it, we've had a lot of people turn us down because of that, mm-hmm. which stinks. Um, you know, but I get it, you know. But you know, no one's no artist is getting paid to do the go theater stuff. Like the filmmakers aren't getting paid. I'm not getting paid. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's like, why not? Yeah. If no, one's, if no one's getting paid, you know, why not? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, but I guess ideally we want the theater to keep living. So that's, that's why we, we, we do it. It's, it's for that place to keep existing. So, yeah. You know, and you know, if I had like thousands of dollars, I'd just totally give it to them, but I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Same here. Yeah. I mean, it's just like there's a lot of organizations that are great, you know, and and one I found I fall in love with actually. It's like my wife started doing theater acting. Mm-hmm. So we have the Broken Arrow Community Playhouse and that place is I didn't even know about it. You know, I never even heard of it. I didn't know it existed. And but then again, I wasn't really into like plays, right? And then she got in her first one. It was Murders in the Airs, and that was last year. And so I went, and I was kind of like iffy. I mean, because like I never, I never really fully watched a play, so I never really know what to expect. But after seeing that and her but i mean everybody was like phenomenal everybody was great everybody knew their lines they they had a good pop and i mean there were so many people there and it was uh it was a great experience to see that you know as a as grown up i guess like like finally like immersing myself into that mm-hmm. moment of mm-hmm. these people and how they had to all get ready nobody gets paid and it's just like for the love of it the craft and i mean to see it all come together and they all work together it was beautiful it's beautiful to see and then like you know i love plays now i love to go here at broken arrow community house uh went to see nanya because she was in that at the hard rock and we went to one in owasso it was robin hood that was really good man it was and there was like and there was a community behind that as well but you know they it's still, you know, it's like a nonprofit. You know, everything they get has to go back into yeah. the what they the building, the rent, everything, you know, and it's like and I said the same thing, man. I said like, man, if I had like millions of dollars, yeah, I would give it to y'all. Yeah. I would give it to the go. You know, like mm-hmm. I would I would help so many people that want to keep their dreams alive. Yeah. And I mean it's it's really tough to like <clears throat> Oh gosh! Like somebody give me a million, <laughs> right? Well, you know, well, hopefully the they're they're working hard with the kinds of shows they mm-hmm. bring to the public. Mm-hmm. I, I am as well, you know. Yeah, we, we're working like really super hard uh, with like super limiting tools too, mm-hmm. and it's really just about what it comes down to is just how many people do I reach at the end of the day, and if it's if it's if it's a small number. That's my failure, mm-hmm. you know. If it's a if it's a big number, and I'm able to reach like like four hundred thousand people, 
then I did a good job, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, after that, you just kind of hope people show up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just don't know. Um. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we got 15 days to go. Yeah, let's see if I can make magic happen. You will, you know. And uh, it's what you're doing is great, man. What you're doing is great. I, I haven't been to one. I want to go. I'm, I plan on going. Monday. I'd love to go next Monday yeah, yeah. to the Gypsy Coffee yeah. House. I've never been there. I ne- if um, let's see, so like sometimes if we have like a special guest who is like on the film or something, mm-hmm. we we do something called a fireside chat. Nice. So if if you're serious, we could, and if you you don't have to do the podcast, like if you just want to show up, hang out, that's cool. Mm-hmm. But if you want to do the podcast, like for one time or something, mm-hmm. do a fireside chat with maybe several of us. I don't know. Cool. Yeah. Or the filmmaker who, who, because I, I don't. I tell the filmmakers you don't have to show up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a one-time thing. I'm probably gonna end up screening their films multiple times. You know, if the people like it and they react to it, great. I'll keep screening it. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Yeah. Like I said, my schedule's pretty, pretty clear right pretty now clear. up until mid-January, and so. This can hold four microphones. That's cool. And we could just sit around, hold it yeah. around the fire. That'd be awesome. Chat it up, talk like we did right now, you know. The fake fire. Fake. <laughs> it's good, though. I'd rather have a fake fire than a real fire. It'd be, it'd be too hot and then smoky. <laughs> I'd start coughing. Just sweating. Cause issues with the whole restaurant. True. Yeah. yeah. That'd be tight. Um, yeah. But yeah, it would be. Yeah, it's cool. It's a cool. It's, it's you know, that place is historical in a, in a way. And mm-hmm. it's right in between. It's technically in the Tulsa Arts District, but it's really in between Greenwood and the Tulsa Arts District. It's like right there. Oh, really? Smack in between, yeah. And it's just, um, it's just, man, I don't know. You just, when you walk in there, you, you tell, you can tell this place has been around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know, it's a cool spot, cool vibe, cool people, you know, so... Hopefully, like their music scene that they have there, because they have open mic nights and stuff. They've had it for a long time, and it seemed that the music seems to be really flourishing there. So mm-hmm. I, I've attended one. I attended one by mistake. I went to go uh, fix my little advertising stand. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a funny story. Uh, so I went during their music nights, and like you know, I think it was first Friday too, and. It was just packed, yeah. right, everywhere. And on those days, those nights, people are always complaining about parking, right? And then people get frustrated. And, and I guess people come complain to the managers or whatever, and I guess the the people working get a little frustrated by that too. <clears throat> so I parked, and I found a spot, a very, very limited parking spot. I got lucky. I found it. I came kind of early. I was fixing my ad stand, and I leave to do a phone call because I can't do it in there. There's music playing. Mm-hmm. So I leave and I get in a conversation that, that like lasts for an hour, surprisingly. So I'm out, I'm away for an hour. I come back and there's like two tow trucks in the parking lot. I'm like, whoa, whoa this is getting serious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, you know, I get it. People get frustrated. So I go back in, order a hot chocolate and the manager bring, brings it to me, which was weird usually you just call your name and you go and get it but he brought it to me mm-hmm. and uh i was just there chilling i look outside i'm like, kind of concerned because i was away right so the back of my head i was like maybe they think i'm the one who's not here you know maybe mm-hmm. they saw the car and i but 
So I go up to the guy and I was like, hey, you're not going to take my car, are you? And for some reason he said no without asking me what car it was. He just said, no, we're not taking your car. Mm-hmm. And so, so that was enough for me for some reason, for him just to say, no, we're not. I was like, okay. So I go sit down and then, you know, I see him go outside and stuff and I go outside because I'm still worried. I don't know why. I'm still worried. Like for some reason I keep thinking they're going to take my car. So I go outside, I talk to the guy again and he kind of opens up and he's like, he's like, yeah, I'm kind of frustrated. We need to send them a message. You can't just park here and leave, right? And go to a different, you know, venue and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, yeah, I totally agree with you. <laughs> Give it to him hard because, yeah, I get it. I, I've experienced the same thing. Um, and uh, so I go back inside and I just, you know, I'm just enjoying the music. And I see when I look back out to the window, I see my car on top of the tow truck. And I'm like, what the F is going on? Yeah. <laughs> what? So I run out and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa like yelling, right? Because I'm totally shocked. And I was like, what's going on? What's going on? And they're like, yeah, we're, you know, we're towing your car, blah, blah, blah. And I go grab the manager. I don't grab him. I go up to him. I'm like, hey, come out here. And he comes out. And I explain what happened. Like, I was here to fix the ad stand. I had to leave for an hour to, on a phone conversation. He said he came out calling out for people's names, but I never saw him. He never saw me, so I don't know what happened there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so... Uh, I so he agrees to help me out. He's like, "Oh, it's a big mis- a misunderstanding, right?" So he agrees, and we go to the tow truck guy, and uh, we're like, "Hey, it's a big misunderstanding." Like, I was here. I just left to make a phone call. And I came back. Like, I was here. I didn't never really left. And the tow truck's guy, oh, it's too late. The car's already up on the on the thing. I can't I can't take it down without charging you like two hundred bucks. So I was like, what? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, you're kidding, right? It's a mistake. You don't charge me for a mistake, you know? Uh, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't let it down. And so the guy, the manager, left, disappeared. He was like, oh, sorry. Because I said, I'm not paying for this. Mm-hmm. And so he left and kind of like was like clean his hands. So I was like, okay, this is a pretty awful situation. So I go back inside to fetch somebody to help me out. And the next thing I know, the tow truck's leaving. I tell him to please stay and wait. And so he says yes. But then when I go inside, he's just leaving. So he pretty much lied to me. Yeah. He's leaving. I see him leaving and I go out yelling again. Like, I'm like, stop, please stop, stop. I I actually, because here's the thing. I had to take my parents to the airport the following morning because they had to go to Argentina to like be with their family. Mm -hmm. My dad's kind of sick and we're all worried. And so the following morning I had to take him. There's no way they're going to take my car. Right, because I needed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I run in front of the tow truck and I stop him. And I'm like, you're not taking this car. Like, it's a mistake. I'm trying to tell people it's a mistake. I've been like, this is a whole misunderstanding. Nobody would budge. Finally, the guy says I'm calling the cops, and I'm like, please do, because I'm calling them right now too, because this is what your guy is doing is criminal. And uh, so they come. I I explain to them what's going on. The cops are actually getting frustrated because they see me as a bad guy, right? They don't see me as like the victim, like the guy getting. So in a way, I'm forced to pay the 200 because it's the only way I'm going to get my car back at this point. Um, so I pay the 200 It was the last 200 bucks I had in my pocket, in my bank account. Mm-hmm. Like, luckily, I had it. And so I paid them that. They, they put my car down. Funny enough, when, the car, when they put the car down, like, people who were staring at me, who, like, are part of that little niche, music niche, like, looking at me, like, with eyes, you know, <laughs> like, look at this douchebag. Yeah. I was like, so, yeah, put my car down. That's right. 
you put my car down. That's right. You do what I say so they could hear me, you know. So, you know, <laughs> it was just funny. And then so, I you know, I get in my car. And I just leave. I go home because I'm just tired. And it was just one of those days. I was super pissed because mm-hmm. after that, they made me look like I was the crazy one. Like I was insane and yelling at people and stuff, which wasn't true. I was yelling in front of the stop. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, don't take my car. But I was never yelling at people. You know, I don't do that. So, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was a very, <laughs> although it was a very frustrating and emotional moment for me, but there was no way they were taking that car. Yeah. <laughs> Man. No way. But, you know, after all that said is done, apologies were made, amends were made. And that was like the first night of the showcase at Gypsy, too. Oh, like really? One of the first nights. Yeah. That kind of ruined the whole thing. Yeah. And I was like, I'm making sure nothing's going to ruin this nothing so not even that ruined the the showcase it could it could have yeah it could have could have ruined my parents trip too yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh man (laughs) i I told them i was like you guys owe me 230 bucks Mm -hmm. like because i had to pay that i did not that was not meant for me (laughs) yeah (laughs) um and they never did it but i i told them like hey i'm not gonna call a lawyer and make you if you think it's you do the right thing, what's right in your heart. If you feel like it's not the right thing to do, then whatever. Yeah. In my heart, I think it's the right thing for them to do. Most definitely. But whatever. <laughs> they, they allow me to do my events there for free. Yeah. So that is enough for me. Yeah. I'm okay with that. That's fine. Yeah. Maybe it's a price I had to pay. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. Like a sacrifice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You paid it another way. Yeah. It was pretty rough. I think somebody else would have handled that situation pretty pretty badly. I yeah. Think, I think I did a good job handling it. Man. Um, but I won't forget it. I won't forget that <laughs> night. Oh, man. But yeah. I get it. The guy was pissed. The guy, you know, people get pissed because there's no parking. I get it. I get it. Yeah. I'm not blaming him. I'm not blaming him. I get it. Okay. I get it. But yeah. if I was in his shoes... I would have helped me out. Yeah. I would have been like, dude, it's a mistake. Put the car down now. Yeah. Like you're not you're not doing this to this guy. I'm not letting you do this to my customer. Yeah. That's where he should have been at. Mm-hmm. But no, he he just gone. It broke my heart. I even told the manager, it broke my heart. Mm-hmm. Like I was heartbroken. And uh and then, you know, time heals all wounds and we're okay. Yeah. There's no issues. We're all okay. We're all friends. It's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's like you know, like we were saying before, the universe the testing universe. you, mm-hmm. throwing a a, a a log while you're trying to skate, you know, down the path. <laughs> yeah, universe is like, hmm, let me throw this at them yeah, real quick. Trip, mm-hmm. Trip them up. Let me see how Sandro handles this. <laughs> Seriously, that's what it feels like. like. All right, you passed. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> Cause yeah, I was yelling for him to stop. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm sure I look like a madman. I don't doubt it. Yeah, you know, but I was only yelling him to stop. Like, help, I was really, yell, I was also yelling for help. I was yeah. like, help somebody, help me. Like nobody would help me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's that's where you find your inner strength. You know. Yeah, you gotta do what you gotta do. And I, I just run and stop and f- stop that truck from leaving. He tried to back up too. When he tried to back up, I went and ran behind him. I was like, "You're not going anywhere, buddy." Like, I'm sorry if your night feels ruined, mm-hmm. but <laughs> we got it for my shoes, you know? 
I told the guy, like, I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at the driver. Yeah. Like, I know he's just trying to do his job. I get it. He's, yeah. he's a robot. He's mm-hmm. not human. I get it. Yeah. NPC. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what can you do? You can't, you know. Yeah. They, they only understand I'm doing my job. And I, I need money. That's all they understand. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. I always wondered, because I'm afraid to do that, just parking somebody's lot. I thought about it, but. I don't know. I just, I can't afford that. Like, <laughs> that'd be me. Like, I'm sorry, please. Yeah. It's almost Christmas. No. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I was like, you know, at the end of the day, I was like, karma's going to get y'all. True. Yeah. You know, worse. Yeah. Whatever I could do. It always comes around. Yeah. I mean, I thought about it. I was like, pop your tires, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no. I didn't go there. I didn't stoop down. I just let it play out. I, I apologize to myself, to the situation, to everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just shit happens. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just don't make it worse. You know? Yeah. I'm trying to make it better. And it worked out. Yeah. Don't ever give in. Masanga. Yeah. Yeah. It's, don't give like in to the said. anger. Yeah. Like we said, the universe is always, it's got its ways. Yeah. Yeah. It's got its ways of figuring out who you are and yeah. helping you figure out who you are. True. So, that's good. The school. Yeah. The, <laughs> school the universe school. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, man, so I'm excited. And that's on the next month. That's Monday. Gypsy? Yeah. Yeah, it's coming up. So 16th, 18th. Yeah, it is mm-hmm. 18th. Mm-hmm. Dude, I'm so mixed up on this month. I feel like we're in the first week of this month. I know. I went by fast. Yeah. All I do is work every day. I don't have a single break. And so I, I still have to prepare for the Monday because I, I, I try to include other shorts that I haven't shown. So mm-hmm. I still have to prepare for that. But I still still have to do this and that. And then I still have to do that over there. Mm-hmm. And then back over there, I got some more stuff. So it's just insane. Yeah. Never ending juggle. Hopefully one day I can, you know, pay my own production assistant. And that way the load of that. I'm carrying right now mm-hmm. will be off of me and I can kind of focus on what I really want to do, you know, cause I still want to make films. Yeah. That's not, that's not off the table. It's just, I have to figure out a path for me to get there yeah. from, from where I'm at. And then it's just, it just happens to be that this is the way for me. Mm-hmm. For others, it's different. You know, some people have more of a salesmanship to their filmmaking aspect, which I don't really have. I'm just, I'm purely artist. Like I'm not really a businessman at all. I'm I'm kind of learning that as I go with money because you know, I've just I have no thought about money really. I don't view it as bad or good. It's just a tool. Yeah. I just been very bad at using it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel you. So I I'm getting better at it. And I'm getting better at figuring out a system that works for for everyone. Mm-hmm. So, um. We'll see. This is yeah. the beginning for the indie showcase. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for it. And before we cut it, uh, I wanted to ask you, what exactly is a PA, a production assistant? assistant. Yeah. Like, um, I always hear about them. Um, well, uh, people who've been in the industry for ages, uh, the PA for them stands for piss ant. Mm. But really, <laughs> a production <laughs> assistant is the lowest position you can basically be on mm. on a film. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you're like a foot soldier, you know, and you are an extra hand when it comes to on, on set. 
uh, depending of the set needs. Sometimes you will be doing like lockups, for example. A lockup is when they're about to shoot a scene in the next room and you're behind a door or something, it's your job to stand there and make sure nobody goes in. Mm. Nobody's making a lot of noise, whatever. Maybe the radio's too loud. I don't know. Just whatever. You just got to make sure everyone's quiet. Mm. Mm-hmm. Which sometimes can be a weird job because you want to be nice to everyone. But at that moment, it's so serious. You're like, like, dude, really? You're making noise right now? Like, Do you want us to fire you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but some people don't. They just don't have any respect. They don't have any respect. They just, they're on their phone while they're literally filming next door. It's just, but it's, I get it. You're there for hours. I get it. You get bored sometimes, but I have too much respect to to be on my phone while they're filming next door. I can't Mm -hmm. do it. It's just, yeah. Um, But PA, you do that. Sometimes you do paperwork for like extras that come in. Mm -hmm. Uh, You you handle that. Mm -hmm. You handle, um, Lunch situations, you figure that out. You keep track of people who, who you know, who had lunch, who, who didn't, whatever. Um, it's important for like SAG rules and stuff for everyone to get a meal and all that. There's hours and times. Um, um, so they they can help with that to help keep things on track by being good helping hand. Uh, your job is to make sure everyone's hydrated, pass waters around. Even on like if you're shooting on a hot day. You're like a guy. Sometimes you can be a guy just holding an umbrella. That's it. Over an actor, because mm-hmm. it's a sweat can ruin everything. All the hours of makeup and stuff. Yeah. Mm. So, um, and heat heat makes, makes everything harder. I mean, Stallone complained about the heat. Yeah. It, it, and I've I've been a PA shooting in this heat for like ten years. I get it, because I'm tougher than Stallone. <laughs> you hear that, Stallone? <laughs> Tougher than you. I don't complain about the heat. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I love you, Stallone. I really do. He's a hero of mine, actually. Uh-huh. Uh, I actually got to see him up close on set. Oh, really? Cool. I, I didn't have the cojones to talk to him. But yeah, I got to see him work. He seems like a really just like pro pro. I mean, he walks in, you see him in the room. He is just so focused. I, I don't know. I don't know what's on his mind, but he, he's not effing around for sure. Mm hmm. And he looks like a robot for my angle. I'm a small guy. So I'm I'm like, wow, look at this guy. <laughs> a bit like a robot. It's pretty cool. Is he all jacked still? Yeah, I feel like yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. He's a big guy. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly. I always thought he was smaller for some reason. I, I thought that too. I no, he's big. Yeah. yeah. Also Leonardo is tall. That's I, what I hear too. He's, he's tall. I gotta be around him. Yeah. Um I hear Tom Cruise is short. Yeah. I've not had the pleasure to be around him, but I I want to 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 dispel that myth if he is my height or not. Mm-hmm. How tall are you? I'm like five six. Are you five six? Yeah. I heard he's five five. Yeah, I don't know five five. He might be five seven. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what's real. <laughs> <laughs> There's just so many things. He might be six and three. And... <laughs> yeah, he might be f- five one. That's all we know. Uh, <laughs> Until you meet him in life, you really don't know. <laughs> yeah, five one. <laughs> but but oh, yeah, it's man. it's interesting to be to see an actor you've seen all your life to be in the same room. It's interesting. Yeah, I got to do that with several actors, actresses. Um, it's fun. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I want to do more for sure. 
I, I, I hope to, I get the chance to play around with like A-list people, get to direct them. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, so that's a goal of mine. We'll see. And I, I want to do it here in Tulsa. And that's why I do the Indie Showcase. Because it's all, to me, Tulsa's home base. Mm-hmm. You know, I, it always has been. I will try to do, I've been to LA and stuff, in New York, to try to build bridges. And I have. But I, I you know, this is home base. I'll probably always film here. Unless there's something so big and like a ridiculous offer that'll take me wherever. I'll, I'll take it. But. This will always be home base for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it'd be a good thing to stay around here. I yeah. mean, there's so much that happens anyways. Like <clears throat> I always bring it. I don't always bring it up, but I brought it up before. It's like when I was younger, not a lot happened here, you know, and it was, it was hard to, well, I mean, I was young to do anything anyways, but I'm moving away. It was like the same thing in santa fe new mexico but i mean they had a film like actual like films that were being made all the time Mm -hmm. there right sure but i wasn't really into like that part when i moved there until like i really got into filming and making stuff at i i and like i guess kind of diving in and educating myself about Mm -hmm. all that what goes into filming and how to film and all Mm -hmm. these things and and then coming back here, though, I came back here at a time when it was booming, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, there's so many things like film and comedy and um, mm-hmm. just shows like concerts and yeah. things pop off every weekend here. And then we have the first Friday, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been I've been to a uh, art opening on that first Friday, and man, it's yes, yeah, downtown yeah, I'm, is I'm crazy. Yeah, I'm hoping to like because it because I'm new at putting on events, mm-hmm. and in a lot of ways it's hard to shoulder in and, and cause there's already people doing events. Mm-hmm. So you're in a lot of ways, you're competing in a lot of ways against these people. Um, although at the same time, like I'm also supporting them, you know, I've, I'm always like supporting their events and sharing it. Right. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you, it's like, I'm trying to carve out a space for me too. And it's, it's been a struggle. That's why we're doing like Mondays because nothing happens on Mondays. Mm-hmm. And so that's all we got. <laughs> yeah. But it's going to work for us. Yeah. So it's not a bad thing. And then um, I'm hoping to to do something on Fridays, on those first Fridays. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure where yet, um, but that's going to be key for sure. Um, so that's a strategy I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'd be cool. It'd be cool. It'd be good. Yeah. yeah. Get in front yeah. of all those people. Yeah. I have a friend that has a table out. So I might talk to him. <coughs> ah, excuse me. Oh. Yeah. A table out, like on that street port? Yeah, what do you mean? What's that street called that's over there? Um downtown. It's like where that park is and <clears throat> go through green. Oh, go through green. Right, yeah. Yeah. Because you can you can buy, I think for like fifty bucks, get like a little table set up. Mm-hmm. On first Fridays, really? I think so. Yeah. Whoa! But even that's hard to get. I think because it's so yeah. popular. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know how any of that works. I've been there and I've seen everybody set up. Uh, I think mm-hmm. one of the coolest things was the uh, spray paint guys mm-hmm. and how they create planets with pots yeah, and pans and. <laughs> And I've seen those guys on TikTok, and so it's uh, it was cool to see them in person. But yeah. and but I mean, like not just them, but I mean everybody in that district. It's like mm-hmm. there's so many things to see. There's a guy mm-hmm. playing drums, yeah, yeah, not real drums, but they're just 
Um, Tapping away. Yeah, yeah. And, and so there's but, some musicians. I've seen a, a lady, <coughs> a lady duo, <coughs> a duo where it's like a drummer and a guitar player mm-hmm. out there. But for us, yeah, that'd be key to be in front because <coughs> now that we have all those products, I want to get in front of people. Mm-hmm. <coughs> there's no better way than than really to just get it in front of people on those first Fridays. So mm-hmm. we had this idea of doing a miniature movie theater. It's not, it's not miniature in that it's for, it's like tiny. It's just that it's a very small theater. You know, mm-hmm. it's got to have very limited seating. So it'd be like, like a couple of rows, which you can, which I was looking online and you can buy like a row of five classic seats that mm-hmm. have been like refurbished for like 200 bucks. Oh, really? <clears throat> so that's what I've been doing. I've been doing that and collecting like popcorn machines mm-hmm. like for the last three months and, all I have to do now is basically get like a proper screen and maybe like surround sound <clears throat> and then like a way to build a like tent canopy thing, like small, but big enough to hold, house everything and it's like behind either in the gypsy or in front of a bar or somewhere. So it's like a little satellite theater. Like, so back in the day they were called Nickelodeons. You would pay a nickel and you go into these tents and watch movies um, so it's kind of like the same thing. It's going to be like my Nickelodeon. What? <laughs> Hold on now. So that's what that show, show. The, name. the station Nickelodeon comes from. The name. Okay. Not yeah, station, but yeah. the name. Yeah. So yeah, that, that term. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Uh, I don't know if it was a name, but the term. Yeah. The term. Yeah. Yeah. Which is weird. That is weird. Yeah. It's a really weird thing. <laughs> I don't even know how they would use it. Like, hey, Charlie, you want to go to the Nickelodeon? Nickelodeon. <laughs> <laughs> What's a Nickelodeon? <laughs> well, you you go to this tent for a nickel, and they screen magic on a wall. And it's like light, and it flickers, and it's, it's like you're there. Yeah. And it's only a nickel. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird name. <clears throat> Nickelodeon. Yeah. But we, we live in a time where it's like, Twenty Lodian. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey Charlie, you can go into the twenty Lodian. Yes. I ain't paying twenty bucks to go watch it. <laughs> I don't care what you call it. Um but yeah, I, I it's basically kind of a marketing strategy and and, for, and I'm talking to Gene, who I'm gonna hopefully partner up and like try to screen whatever movies he's screening and like for him to have in a way to make money downtown. Mm-hmm. You know, as a theater, to have a little satellite theater there downtown Tulsa. Yeah. Because like you said, it's a <clears throat> desert over there. Mm-hmm. You can't get people. So my thing is always go to the people, right? Yeah. He, he, he's stuck. But I, my way of, of doing things has always been mobile. So I can help him out in that aspect. Mm-hmm. So that could be a cool thing. Yeah. So we'll see. That'd be awesome, man. Yeah. That'd be really cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It would just add more to that <clears throat> first Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Is the lineup set for the thirtieth? For what's, who's coming, or is that still in the works? It's still in the works. Yeah, um, but it's it's close to being set. Okay. Yeah. Why? Oh no, I was just wondering if uh, no, like uh, if you wanted to say who's coming and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I know yeah. the thirtieth. I know we're kind of about fourteen days away. I know. I, I so I know there's a comedian, but I actually don't know his name. Mm-hmm. Gene is bringing him on okay uh there's a hypnotist uh oh what yeah 
I think his name is Michael Mayo. I, gotta, I think I heard of him. Yeah, yeah. I got. Yeah. I'm so bad with names. Um, but I've been meeting new people left and right, mm-hmm. so it's getting harder. <laughs> uh, but he he's a really nice guy. He he came out to the events and he's been hanging out. Mm-hmm. He's got some interest in being in a film. I think I think we'll do something because I'm I'm planning a short film for next year. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm excited for that. Um, and I'm gonna bring everybody who I network with. You know, mm-hmm. so that's the key there. Um, um, so he'll be there. Uh, we may have a band. Uh, we had one set up, but I, I don't know what happened. They decided to take a break for the holidays. Mm-hmm. It, it's So it's hard enough to get artists together, but it's twice as hard when it's Christmas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're doing this on the 30th, and a lot of people are just are like, nah, we're, we're chilling. We're not, you know, we're with our families. We're not doing anything, mm-hmm. which is, I understand. Yeah. I'm a workaholic. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> um... But yeah, uh, we'll see about a band. Uh, I've been talking to this guy who who has a group. He he he's he's part of the he's one of the filmmakers that has a short and he he does the table reads too. He does everything. So, he may have a performance with his band, which okay. which would be nice cuz it goes with the whole barbecue thing. It's kind of bluesy in a way, kind of jazzy, kind of works. I don't know. And the film the feature presentation is uh The Brick House. Mhm. The Brick House was a film shot like about 10 years ago in like Oklahoma by several Tolsons and several other people around scattered around. Mm-hmm. And it's literally like basically what Nolan did with Batman is what this director did with the Three Little Pigs. So he's like, oh, really? he tried to make it really like realistic and uh-huh. like, you know, dramatic. Three Little Pigs, like realistic. But at the same time, he like made it fantasy where the the pigs are like humanoid. Everyone's an animal, but a humanoid in a way. Mm-hmm. So half animal, half humanoid. So it's kinda interesting. Hmm. Yeah. So you got the three pigs who are like everyone's a human, but they have like prosthetic pig nose, yeah. and pig ears, you know, or if they're a wolf, they have like the prosthetics to look like a wolf. Mm-hmm. Which is cool. It's a fun idea. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's breaking a, a barrier there, I think, of like personifying these, you know. And animals into this like form, yeah, in a realistic <laughs> form. It's kind of interesting. <laughs> Sounds awesome. Um, <laughs> I, I think the movie's a bit ahead of its time, yeah, because uh, nobody was really <clears throat> doing this. It's and it's it's becoming a thing now. I feel like, um, uh, but yeah, it's a fun movie in that sense that you get to watch these like humanoid animal t- type animals, pigs and wolves and goats, and like live in a society. And they're talking about houses and real estate and. You know, the wolves are like criminals trying to <laughs> steal the land and the house. You know what Whoa. I mean? It's it's just so it's like it's like if yeah, it's like if, if Martin Scorsese took the three little pigs and was like, Let's make let's make this dramatic. Let's have fires and violence and, <laughs> you know, like it's uh Mafia. It's, it, it's not yeah. that extreme, but I mean it's it's fun. They did a good job of, of making it like sometimes scary and mm-hmm. you know it's good and it's fun. It's a cool project. Yeah, what's it called? The Brick House. The Brick House. Okay, yeah. and that's a feature. Yeah, bro, I'm gonna have to watch that. It's so good. So we're gonna do barbecue with that presentation. Uh-huh. So you get up like a plate if you want, like a dinner plate mm-hmm. with the movie. And if I can, I'll try to get a keg out. Ooh, but they have a bar. They have a bar. In yeah, the lobby. Yeah, and they're they're 
their people at work, the staff, will actually bring the food and stuff to you in the theater. Mm-hmm. You don't have to get up if you don't want to. Um, so it's a good, it's a good situation. Yeah, that sounds fun. Just, just seventy people. That's yeah. not. At the end of the day, it's not a lot, really. I mean, mm-hmm. it is, but it's not like it's a hundred or two hundred. Yeah, five hundred and seventy. You should be able to sell that out. Yeah. You know. Easily, where where needs to get out? Let's get on it. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome, man. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, and of course the 18th, I'd be down for that. But man, I had a good time talking yeah, to you. Same here, man. Getting to know you, you. Yeah, you know, and uh, we'll do this again. Yeah, dude. Anytime you want to come on or whatever, man. I mean, yeah. let's let's do it. You know, I'm, I'm happy out. to I'm happy to help you out however I can cool. and do what I can, man. But yeah. um, um. Tell people where to follow you, keep up with you, oh, sure. and you know more. Uh, and then once again, the information about um, the thirtieth. Yeah, so uh, Lissandra Blacacci. I'm on Facebook, um, primarily Facebook. I don't really have anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Indie Showcase is on Facebook as well as a page. Um, Go Theater, um, which is spelled G E A U X, because mm-hmm. it's on like. What is uh, that road? New Orleans. New, yeah, yeah. New Orleans. So that, Street, that's yeah. why it has the French. I think it confuses people. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> it's like Mardi Gras. Yeah, yeah. It's that um, whole. Yeah. So if they understand that, they're like, "Oh yeah, I get it." Um, <laughs> but go theater. Yeah, Jack of all shows on the thirtieth. Broken Arrow. You can Google it. You can find it on Facebook. Um, and they have other events too. Don't be limited to just our event. Yeah. They have comedy shows and other stuff happening. Um, I would be there every night if I could. But I'm like working every night, hustling, making it work, you know. Um, same with all the other events happening around town that I want to catch, you know. But I just can't. Um, but yeah, go theater. It'd be ten bucks a ticket. It it might be fifteen, depending how things work out with who we partner up with and whatnot. But like we were saying, it's not all set in stone yet. We're still getting it together. Um, but by the thirtieth, it'll it'll be ready. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every event I've planned, I've always had like a week's time, two weeks time, you know, three weeks time. It's always been like get it done or, or sink. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're not going to sink. Yeah. Yeah. So 30th. Yeah. 30th. Mm-hmm. Everybody. And if they want to come on the Gypsy Coffee House on the 18th, catch a little bit of the shorts beforehand. I do free popcorn there too. Yeah. So people love that. Heck yeah. Yeah. I'll be there for that. But uh, yeah, everybody, check out Lissandro. All the work he's done, continues to do. Check out the Go Theater. Check out the Gypsy Coffee House. Uh, be on the lookout for Indig- uh, Indie Showcase mm-hmm. and just get out there, guys. Get out there and support. Share the word. Um, tell your friends the 30th is going to be a good time Yeah, and it's going to be some food, some barbecue and an awesome feature called the brick house. I'm looking forward to that. Local shorts, live performances, Mm -hmm. you know, all that. Just hanging out and having a good time. It is a good time. We had a good time last month. Mm -hmm. Um, even though, you know, we only had a few public people show up, but as a, as a group and artists and talents, we had a really good time. Mm -hmm. It was a fun night. Yeah. So, oh yeah, and then go follow him on Facebook. Yeah. And Adam, keep up with him. Uh, let him know if you would like to help out in any kind of way. And 
just uh, keep up with them. And everybody go follow Okie Podcast on Instagram at Okie Podcast. Uh, my personal at Rustamus49. Uh, follow me on Facebook, Russell Sun Eagle. Check out Okie Podcast, Spirit Talkers on Facebook as well. Uh, Spirit Talkers is on Instagram. Follow us on TikTok, Spirit underscore Talkers. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Spirit Talkers Podcast. Uh, hit that bell to get notified when we release new content. And go check out Southwest Trading Company here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Go check them out. Let them know Russ sent you. And then go check out Native Co. Gallery, Native Co. Bead and Supply in Ada, Oklahoma. Let them, Russ, let them know Russ sent you. And so I guess until next time, everybody. Peace. Peace out. Thank you, man.